For years, I just dreaded going to the dentist. But at Advanced Dentistry, I don't have to. First and foremost, they want you to feel comfortable when you walk in. Like, you'll feel it. Whereas in the past, I might have gone into the dentist and thinking, I might feel some pain at some point. But with IV sedation, it can be something that you don't dread. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, you're not alone. Visit NoFearDentist.com to learn how IV sedation can change your life. Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet starting at $19.99 per month offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Grokey. Hey, Dolly. Let me get you by your grokey. I want to pull them to their long, like chewing gum, pulling out of a nerd's mouth there, Dolly. Grokey. It was better oh, before Grokey. we started the episode. Oh, did we start? Yeah, <laughs> please. Let me try again. Dolly. A dolly. So you, I am desperately trying to learn how to do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like it's going great. I mean, if it's any consolation, there's not a lot of room for Australian accents in Hollywood. So I don't think you're ever going to be requested to pull this one off. No, they just keep ha- hiring Australian men to play American men. Yeah. I know. And it's only because they're stunningly handsome. No, they are dreamy. Uh, of course, we're talking about Australian serial killers, part number two. <laughs> oh, very very good. interesting. Yeah, and I think I, we're going to start off by, uh, we're going to do a little presentation here. Henry has been working very, very hard on his Australian accent. I mean, I feel like it's sad if you tell people he's been working hard on it, because then people say, oh, that's sad. No. But if you say, oh, he's just, he just pulling it off. You'll yeah. see. Top of you'll his head. See. You'll see. So I've got some slang words okay. and terms from Australia. I'm going to feed them to Henry. And he's going to give us what yeah. he's been working on. Uh, Hello, my name is Graham Templeton, and I work for the literary and g- speechuary faculties over mm-hmm. at Oswald University, <laughs> dead in the centre of highly contemporary London, England. And I have learned through my years of working verbally with actors, directors, chimney sweeps, Garbage men. Tra- uh, they call them binmen. Binmen. In London, hmm. uh, how to properly use an Australian accent. Now, many of these tips are true. All right, so now, yes, the the sound I in the Australian accent right. actually sounds like oi. Oi. Right? Like an oil. Oil. Right? So mm. when you say, like, light, mm-hmm. I, it's loy. Loit. Uh, but the thing is, is yeah. that it's not as ridiculous as light. It's light. Light. <laughs> right? Same thing. I feel good about that. Yeah. All right. Light. And the sound in, light. And the sound yeah. in that or hat. Can. Cat. Not goat. <laughs> that. Sounds like eh. So it's eh. hit. Fit. Bit. Bit. I love your it. Right? Light. It. <laughs> right, 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 mate. I like your et. Honey, I feel like the right? guy that we hired to teach us how to speak Australian really only, only taught us how to say cat and light. And um, I love all you need to get around contemporary Australian mm-hmm. is the words like, right. Hat, bat, <laughs> can, loik, bogan, bogan, and, and that's what's all bogan? you need. And, the, and the, those are all the casual tips you need to to properly speak an Australian accent. Ah. So please give me any sentence you like, and I'll show you exactly how it sounds. All right. First one, as cross as a frog in a sock. As cross as a frog in a sock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like you didn't take your own advice there. Uh, but I'm yeah. still playing a character. Oh, the okay. character of Crikey Peterson, <laughs> Crocodile Masseuse. Ah, well, I see. Well, of course, they're uh, very stressed out. They need a nice massage. It said hard skin. Yeah, yeah. Tough to get in there. Yeah. All right. Next up, 
He doesn't know Christmas from Burke Street. Ain't doesn't know Christmas from Backstreet. All right, mate. <laughs> it does. It does sound like you're trying to. Uh, and the reason sell why somebody bad fish or something. Uh, well, but it comes out to yes, yes, and they do say Australian does sound like the Cockney accent, but we do mm-hmm. not blame the Australians from being the progeny of Cockney. Rapists. What we do, <laughs> who we do blame, mm-hmm. is the original Cockneys for being rapists. So Cockneys, <laughs> stop it. Leave your wickers in your dickers and let those women pass. I always said that too. Let them pass, you Cockney scum. Well, that was a very interesting lesson. We all learned something today, I believe. Yeah, so you go home mm-hmm. now and take those lessons and press your friends. Sound Australian. Or but hopefully you don't get tossed in the brig and then sent to some awful beach wasteland <laughs> where you're forced to live out your days making thatch huts and raping your sister whose name is Gay. Well, you might you, such good training. They might confuse you for Australian and send you right there to that beautiful place. Well, guess what, man? Yeah. I'll work my way to the top of the food chain because being funny counts. <laughs> well, we're starting off that. today with Mr. Eric Edgar Cook. Can we please uh, pr- pronounce it correctly? Eric Edgar Cook. All right. All right. Well, I'm not My sure that's uh, <laughs> properly. It's clo- <laughs> approximation. Approximately. The night caller. <laughs> yep. He's called the night caller. Yeah. A full uh, 15 to 20 years before Richard Ramirez was called the night stalker. Right. And if there's one thing that I've noticed about these guys, and a lot of these Australian serial killers, they're like these weird sideways versions of American serial killers. Yes, yeah. I'll never drink a bottle of Merlot. <laughs> that, is from, that is from the movie I've heard Sideways. The, I've heard yeah. this yeah. joke eight I, times yeah, in I text said messages. This joke, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, multiple yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. That was Paul Still. Giamatti. <laughs> yeah. I will never drink, drink a bottle of it. Merlot, that is. Boy, Thomas Aiden Church yeah. was just the perfect foil for Yes, him. he really was. No, but yeah. it's, it's true night because... Nightcaller is much, much, uh, much worse than Night Stalker, though. Well, Night... Yeah, I mean, Nightcaller is just like... Yeah. It sounds like... Hey, is your refrigerator running? (laughs) You better catch it. (laughs) I am the night caller. I am the night caller. (laughs) Uh, No, this man killed eight people. Yes, yes. But he's terrifying. What I I like about these serial killers we're covering today is that they have... uh, I feel like the first batch we were covering were specifically like an Australian type of crime with the backpacker murders. But this is contemporary. It It is a urban setting serial killers and they're pretty fucking intense. Yep. Our first guy, he uh, terrified Perth from 1959 to 1963. And I also got to say about Perth, it's like the Wisconsin of Australia. Is that so right? many serial killers in Perth. Yeah. Oh, a lot of, I've heard great things about Perth as a matter of fact. I hear because it's, it, it, it's it started off as like a beautiful sort of seaside country town um, that they only had to get locks because mm-hmm. of this man. The Nightcaller actually changed the whole attitude of Perth. Well... Look to who will benefit, and then you have yourself the serial killer. It's obviously the new lock company that moved to town. <laughs> they have a little son they keep locked up in the basement. This Mr. Cook character, perhaps. Well, Cook, if we go through his early life a little bit, we'll see that he was born into a very unhappy, violent family. He mm. had a father named Vivian. Oh, well, what are you doing? A boy named Sue, huh? <laughs> There's a lot of men with female names out of Australia. They're yeah. all named like, Matt. Hi there, mate. My name's Samantha. <laughs> nice to meet you there, buddy. Hey, you want to feel these muscles? It's from wrestling kangaroo, I think. I'm not messing with them. Uh, and, yeah, this guy, he came from an abusive family. He hits a lot of markers of serial killers. Well, the reason why he came from an abusive family, I feel like maybe it would have been normal if he didn't was born with a disgusting hair lip and cuff <laughs> I know, the hair lip. Yeah. That's something special. Yeah, he did have a pretty, pretty big hair lip. And his father this resented him. And then he said, he was like, the, the, I was yeah, watching. He's always looking at the thing stuck between his two front teeth. Because I see him going like, Don't the year for that. Why can I be beautiful like the other kids? And he's just like, <laughs> yeah. Guys, I'm an abomination now, Edgar. <laughs> totally. Yeah, the, mumbled all the time, got oh, bullied no. like a motherfucker constantly. No, you don't know. You want to go and die. You want to come and die. You want to <laughs> no, I want to hit Henry now. I just said. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a very aggravating accent to have with a cleft lip. Yeah, because you're just going like. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Can't drink a milkshake. Oh, How man. are you supposed to go on a date? Uh, if a most kid- of my dates involve sharing a milkshake 
intimately. Yeah. Well, sure. And this was in the 50s when milkshakes were the only thing we had to drink. Oh, it was a lovely time to split a milkshake with a gal unless you start sucking too hard in the goddamn straw. Next thing you know, you're only getting quarter milkshake. You pay for the whole damn thing. She's getting all big. It's all about <laughs> sacrifices, man. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah Yes, it is. Uh, the guy also had a ton of head injuries. Uh, he was a bit of a clumsy man. Uh, hair lip, alcoholic father, abusive father, cleft palate, a bunch of head injuries. I think he's going to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Ben, you got big lips. If you were yeah. if you were missing a chunk of those lips and throw the weight off of your old head, you'd be going back and forth like some kind of you know like newborn baby with a man's body. <laughs> it would be disgusting. Newborn just, baby in the ocean, just up and down, bobbing there with the head, the wheat, necks all weak. <laughs> Well, at the age of Terrible. 16, Cook worked as a hammer boy in a blacksmith. Uh, so, well, may I have a job, sir? Uh, right. hit, your hel- hit your head with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, your job is to make sure that none of those greedy snakes get a hold of any more hammers. This is like, what do you mean? Your snakes play with the hammers? This is like, I ain't got time to explain Australia workplace to you, Edgar. Yep. Hammer Boy. That is the dumbest title I've ever heard somebody get. Yeah. And uh, in addition to that, he also signed his lunch bags Al Capone every day. (laughs) Oh, he's a real cool cat. Yeah, yeah, real cool cat. I love that story about Al Capone having that surgery to fix his hair lip. (laughs) Oh, I love that Al Capone story. (laughs) So cool. And as if the hair lip wasn't bad enough, by the end of his tenure as Hammer Boy, he ended up burning his face with steam and suffered second degree burns, which made him even more grotesque. Go into the opera. And just be the phantom of it. I mean, this guy couldn't get more deformed. He's kind of a Cobra Commander type character. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also hit a lot of other markers of uh, serial killers. Uh, he got arrested for vandalism. He got arrested for thievery. And he got arrested for arson. And one of the detectives that worked his case called him, quote, one of life's unfortunates. Yes, absolutely. Because he's got he's got that V lip and he's got a bad attitude. That's the <laughs> problem. Again, yeah. we talk about this all the time. If you have something physically wrong with you, let's say you're fat. Let's say you're a sweater. You got a Let's limp. say you're 90 <laughs> feet tall. All right. You sweat you a lot. Yeah. Got be funny. Yeah. Gotta mm. be charming. Gotta it's, get out there and make yeah. friends. I love that the detective called him one of the unfortunates, not his victims. Yeah. That's how <laughs> ugly this guy was. Like, the, you know, the people that he stole from, they were like... He could have the boombox. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was like in the movie Under the Skin. She likes the, yeah. She lets the toddler die, but she finally feels fucking any sort of pity for the guy with the ugly face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an Under the Skin reference. Yeah, yeah. it's a wonderful movie. Go this see also, it. Apparently also what Cook also said is when he went into petty thievery, it was because he was like, you know what? It's about time. I need to get on the up and up, so I better make some money. Yeah. And he literally had this whole thing about he wanted to be like Al Capone. And, like, and the way he decided he wanted to be like Al Capone, Capone was taking money out of like old women's purses and setting fire to mailboxes. Mm. And I was just I like, remember that chapter. Al Capone, Al Capone had life. a crime empire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was also arrested for being a peeping Tom, did two years hard labor for stealing a car, but he wised up after he got released, got himself a pair of ladies' gloves. Well, you're not going to stop Whoa. getting made fun of if you start doing it like that. Get a pair of big <laughs> manly not. leather gloves if you want to kill people. The, yeah, the hair lip, the cleft palate, the burns all over his face, but he's got those nice lady gloves. Those beautiful ladies yeah. gloves. And also, I, I what I do appreciate is they did change the name of the crime to Peeping Tom f- to from a Looky Loo Louie. <laughs> yeah, Looky Loo Louie, yeah. uh, Stalking Edgar, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pussy Peeping Peter. Pussy Peeping Peter. Uh, can I be the next hammer boy? Um, <laughs> please leave my office. And, uh, I, if you could, if I'll you could, bring my own hammer. <laughs> yeah. So a couple years after he was released from prison for stealing the car, uh, about two years after that, that is when the murders began. Now, the reason why these murders were so terrifying, first of all, it went on over a span of four years. Second mm. of all, these crimes, much like Richard Ramirez, extremely unpredictable, extremely violent, and extremely random. And I mean, again, we're going to see it in a complete parallel to Richard Ramirez is that Perth at the time was very similar to Santa Barbara, uh, where Richard Ramirez was operating. It's a very safe town. People are using, like, they were saying they would sleep out in the veranda. Veranda! In order to beat the summer heat. It was also very similar to the beginning of Richard Ramirez, is that this this summer that the crime started was a sweltering 
summer in mm-hmm. Perth. And so people were leaving their doors open and sleeping outside. Yeah. And much like Richard Ramirez, he hung out a lot of times at the houses where he committed crimes. One At, yeah. uh, at one crime, he uh, went and got lemonade from the fridge and uh, sat out on the veranda and had him a nice little well, afternoon. If you're... If you own a home and you see somebody with a melted up face and a bunch of cleft palate and then he's got a hair lip and he's just hanging out by the old uh, mailbox flipping a coin, you know what you do? Get out of here. <laughs> get a, go get out of here, kid. Oh, I'll get out of here. You don't tell me. Yeah, don't come back. Where to go? Shoot. Shoot. Not enough people shooting. You're going to be Al Capone? Why don't you Capone on out? Get on out of here. Also, like Richard Ramirez, uh, some of his victims were brutally murdered and fucked Mm. with after the fact. One of them was strangled to death with the cord from a bedside lamp. Cook then raped the corpse, dragged it to the neighbor's lawn, sexually penetrated it with an empty whiskey bottle on the lawn, and then left the bottle cradled in the victim's arm, which is very interesting because it shows that, like, mm-hmm. that, that's it shows this weird thing that makes him very similar to an American serial killer, where it is about the showing of the corpse. Mm-hmm. He, he wanted yeah. people to see what was going on. He was making fun of the woman uh, by putting the beer bottle, the whiskey bottle, in her hands. It started the whole murder process started with an overnight four-person shooting spree. They basically he What broke, kind of gun did he use? He used a rifle. 22. Like a, like a hunting rifle. Un-Capone. Well, the, that's also, Capone wouldn't be caught dead using a rifle. Also, Capone got other people to do his stuff. Yes, that's <laughs> true. Again, he's nowhere near Capone. Okay. But he's somewhere between Richard Ramirez and the son of Sam. Where it's like, he, the, the way he started was that basically people were asleep in their beds and he would come up on them while they were asleep and he'd shoot them in the side of the head. Two people died. Two people lived, yeah. and the one was a shot. The I got, and both of them got, they went to the hospital still, which is because it was not a very powerful gun. No, yeah, well, it was no a twenty-two. No, a twenty-two is a shit yeah. gun to try to kill and someone so with. So basically, after the first night, it was because I was on Australia Day. Uh, which I still don't understand. I think Australia Day is a day that you could take a koala to the supermarket and you get a 50% off coupon. I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah, you, um, you get a free koala with each $50 purchase. Me, I'm trying not to be uh, racist against Australians. Do they, Please explain to me what Australia Day is. Is it a yeah. day that kangaroos get a present? Because <laughs> you know what? We just can't be bothered to look it up. <laughs> Being a kangaroo is a present in itself. I wonder if there has to be a koala tax, like somebody takes a koala into their home, like that woman took a chimp into her home, and then mm-hmm. koala's got to have eaten somebody's friend's face off. They will beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah, well, the whole kangaroo punch is a real thing. They got no, the, hop the up the on the The kangaroo, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, a koala, koala, you touch it right in the butt, it'll suck your dick. Yeah, koalas. No, are, it'll <laughs> suck your just. It'll suck your dick right you don't there. Know that? No, if you touch it on the, on the rear there, on the get butt. Get yourself over over to Australia if you want to meet some of the cutest, funniest little fucking fleshlights on the face of the planet. <laughs> A They're koala in the palm trees of Australia. Now, yeah, koalas are vicious animals. They have bizarre. long, sharp claws. Yeah. They try have to get long it to suck your teeth. dick, though, Ben. <laughs> I will. I mean, now that I know no, the truth, because you told me, Henry. Yeah, some of the of other uh, victims in the Australia Day shooting. Uh, there was a park. A couple was wounded in a parked car. Uh, there was a male accountant that was killed by a single shot to the head. There was an 18-year-old student wow. who was killed again on the veranda. An accountant uh, in Perth. An accountant I just in feel Perth. like people like bring him a bunch of money and he's like, that's money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just wanted to make sure. Oh my god, you've got money. Good to know. Thank you so much, accountant. And he also killed a retired grocer who, you know, he shot him in the head as soon as he opened the door. Rang the bell, the guy opened the door, and just boom. Oh, a right grocer. So you know he's a little bit slow. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, you know, grocer, a, a retired. A grocer used to own the grocery store. store. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's not like you the see, cart pusher. A no. milk, a milk carton boy, which oh. is what they name every job for a retarded person in Australia, mm-hmm. is that that is for the retarded people. Milk carton yeah. boy. Okay. And two of Cook's murders actually resulted in false convictions of other people. One of them, uh, this guy named John Button, was wrongly convicted ah. for killing Rosemary Anderson. What do you? What's your problem with John Button? I just feel bad for Button. <laughs> you know, going to prison with a name like Button, not good. And uh, another was the murder of Jillian McPherson Brewer, who was a Melbourne chocolate heiress. 
And she mm. was stabbed with a hatchet and scissors, which led to the false conviction of Daryl Beamish. But all of those last two crimes Yikes. came out of after they captured him, and he basically went on very similar to like a Henry Lee Lucas, where he went on a being like, and I did that crime, and I did that crime. Yeah. That's another thing I found with every one of these serial killers. As soon as they're pressed by the police, like a little bit, they tell them everything. everything. <laughs> well, they love it. They, they love it. That's their everything. story. Every story we read was like, you know, and then the serial killer, he like took them to all the bodies, took them out to their family's house, mm. told them every single thing. They all became like friends. They're all sitting around fucking sharpening boomerangs together. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <gasps> well, how they finally caught this guy is this woman named Shirley uh, McLeod was murdered, and they found a rifle hidden in a Geraldton wax bush. Well, did you hear the thing where she was like, she was walking through, it's got discovered by this old lady. It was, it's called Shelton Wax, right? Yeah. And she was just like, you know, I never would have ever reached over and picked some of the stinky plant of Shelton Wax, but because I have a whole backyard of it. But there I did. I bent over and picked a flower, and there mm. the rifle was. Which oh. is true, yeah. She bent over to pick a, a specifically a stinky flower. Hmm. It's like the Australian god told her to so that she could find the rifle. So Very police, nice. they took the rifle that was left there, returned with a similar rifle. Of course, they rendered it inoperable. They tied the rifle to the bush with fishing line. So they basically, they... they they attempted yeah. to catch a serial killer like they were trying to catch a kangaroo. <laughs> a kangaroo or an animated Wiley Coyote or a What they don't talk runner. about in any of the things, yes, it definitely had a they giant just, cage suspended by a vine yeah. underneath it. <laughs> and it just had a bunch of signs that says, don't grab the gun. <laughs> don't go into the wax books and bush and grab this gun, please. And they had constructed a hide across the street waiting for someone to return for it. They waited 17 days until Cook finally showed up. They sat and watched it for almost three weeks. Yeah. Everyone, I Do you will ever say, get the feeling that we were being punished by uh, by the commissioner? <laughs> you know, no one seems to be grabbing that dumb gun trap Know we that, up. Clayton. We're arrows. Oh, okay. <laughs> now pass me another gobbledygook. I love these newt-flavored sandwich, <laughs> sandwich candies. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so happy that candy sandwich store opened up. They only got that one newt flavor, but mm, that is good to be stuck in a car with you. So Cook was the last person in Western Australia to uh, be sentenced to death by hanging. Uh, he uh, told his lawyer to not apply for any appeals because he deserved to pay for what he had done. Also, I mean, the, the Australian legal system is very weird about that, where they basically, what, what they did with him was like, they had a bunch of circumstantial evidence. They had him going for the rifle and they picked it up. They had yeah, some connection the to the bullets to the rifle, but then like literally how they got them to confess is that the police officer sat across from him and was like, he's like, hey, Edgar, let's just face it. All right, buddy, you're going to hang no matter what because we're going to make you hang. I might as well hang with a complete, well, completely clean conscience. And he's like, oh, I did it. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me good. Yeah, he just literally just struggle. jumped right into it and then told him everything. Mm. That is hilarious. I cannot believe they just tied a string to a gun, put it in a bush, and had the guy go grab. And then why didn't he just let go with a gun? No, 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 no. But then, that doesn't get, then he doesn't get trapped. It's like they're big yeah. bass fishing, but for a big dummy in Australia. This yes. is how you catch an idiot. And that's what they got. And they got you themselves a hundred and thirty-five pound fucking cleft palate, cleft burned palate up, idiot. lady glove wearing sociopath. <laughs> uh, but strangely, we, we got to do this. We should just go around, put random things in bushes, tie strings to them, and see who can't get <laughs> human fishing. Uh, only one. This is the strange thing: is that despite him having a wife and seven children by the age of thirty-three, wow. and this woman looked like uh, she. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. She looked like you remember Sauron's messenger in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's all teeth. Yeah. Well. She can't. Uh, oh, I don't know. It would be. She should be all lips. You know, couple takes tend all to kinds. Each I gotta tell out, you, you know? it's hard to find love in this world. You know, yeah. if you can be Edgar Cook and still find love in this life, you know what I mean? I <laughs> would argue it wasn't really a loving house. I, who yeah. knows? It could have been like sleepless in Seattle. I don't know. We yeah. weren't there. We, yeah. <laughs> despite him having a large family, only one woman kept vigil outside of Fremantle Prison on the morning of his execution in October 1964, well, less the, than the, a year after he was caught. The big serial killer creature, nobody came to mourn his death. Well, yeah. he also said that part of it was just to sort of mourn the ending of the the. 
time period where they were having death penalties. Uh, yeah, it's for closure I, and all that stuff. So, so they don't have any, no more death penalty in Australia, huh? No, not in Western Australia. Oh, okay. I don't know about Eastern Australia, but I know they don't do it in Western Australia because all the stuff we're working on right now, Western Australia. Western Australia. Hey. Eastern Australia is is a beautiful country full of snakes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> Again, yeah. I've never even seen a picture of Australia. I assume that there are giant castles, right? And mm-hmm. isn't there a big, mm-hmm. there's a big spire with like a flaming eye on it and everyone says they're going to be like a thing that we're all leading up to. And then <laughs> I was told by this mm-hmm. fucking wizard dude who showed up, he said, I got this thing and I'm supposed to go down there and there's like a big volcano I'm supposed to throw this ring in there I was like but I'm about I got work to do I'm trying to be on TV and he's just like no 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 mm-hmm. you keep it secret keep it safe and then I just gave the ring to this guy that mm-hmm. I met he was wearing this sort of cloak type thing and couldn't see his face he kind of smelled weird and I got this sword that kind of glowed around him when he came mm-hmm. in and I gave him the ring and he just like, and I, so I fucking whew, dodged that fucking bullet hmm. I did not know that yeah that, that's Australia though huh? wow <laughs> That's great. Well, Cook, the last man to be hanged in Western Australia, was buried above the last woman to be hung in Australia. Her name was Martha Rendell. This guy can't avoid pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Her name was Martha Rendell, and she uh, was sentenced to death in 1909 for killing three children by swabbing their throats with hydrochloric acid. Hell, we caught her by tying a string to a child, putting that (laughs) child into a bush. She went for the kid, and we found her 23 days later, yeah. All right. Three days. So that we go. is, that's uh, Edgar Cook. Now we're going to move on to. Eight kills total with Mr. Cook. Eight kills huh? total, 22 assaults. Like, we didn't even go through all of the attempted Because that yeah. was the other thing, too. A did, ton of them. did you read about the, the hit and run killings? Yeah. While yeah. he was driving back and forth between shooting people and then stabbing that woman and then did, then uh, strangling another woman, because these were all like various nights of spree killings, he was yeah. also running women down in the street with his car. Like, can you imagine that? He's literally not only leaving a scene of a crime, but you know he's driving on the street like, like going like ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> who's the pizza delivery boy now? It's me! Uh, it's Domino's calling! Oh, 30 minutes here, please! <laughs> Thank you. It's supposed to be Thank fun you. when your whole life is like Grand Theft Auto. I know, that's, that's what, what it did. seemed like, yeah. He, he lived the real life version of it. So our next guy... Mr. John Wayne Glover, the granny killer. Ah. Uh, this guy killed a six elderly women in Sydney uh, in 1989, 1990, I mean, over a 14-month period. And I'm never, yeah. again, the fact that, you know, he's got, uh, shares a name with one of our favorite of favorites, Mr. John Wayne Glover. You know he's Gays. a man, man. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like. Oh, John initials. Wayne, he shares yeah, the initials. He's a John Wayne G. John Wayne G. Yeah. And he is, he is a man's man. And he, you know, he well, Loves the lady. <laughs> yeah. Except does. for his mother in law, Essie. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, loves we'll the incapacitated ladies. He yeah. loves yeah. The, the the shufflers. Yeah, loves like, the ladies. It's like a gilk, you know? A gilk. Grandmother I'd like to kill. And uh, he certainly did a lot of that. I have a grandmother I'd like to kill. No, you have a nice, loving Italian I don't, I grandmother. Don't, I don't, though. No, she's a monster. So you want to stick this guy on your grandmother. <laughs> Is that right, Henry? Go get her! Yeah. It's a little bit of background. Also, Tie a string we're around see- your grandmother. We're- <laughs> <laughs> Just call him. And um, wait. We're going to see a lot of similarities between him and the Boston Strangler again, oh, like above. Albert DeSalvo, which we're going to do probably in a whole big hitters episode. Oh yeah, which was an insatiable sex maniac who loved to kill old women because they're easy. Mm-hmm. So far, though, I'm going to say Nightcaller versus Night Stalker. I'm giving it to the Stalker because yeah. the caller yeah. isn't. Uh, yeah. Well, what I do like about the Nightcaller is that it, he changed Perth. You know what I mean, like he basically yeah. showed up being like, "This is what happens when we don't lock your doors." Mm-hmm. Yes, um, which is unfortunate but also you know you got to face reality at some point eventually I love a good locked door yeah oh I love the door locked <laughs> yeah I like I like two locks you know when I'm alone in the house and I'm going to the bathroom I still lock the bathroom door I like all doors locked what I do every night if you notice I'm a little tired I like to leave the door kind of open, right? Mm-hmm. I leave the doors open. Oof. And then I get a fucking bow and arrow. I have this combat bow and arrow. You have bow a bow and arrow? arrow? Right? And I yeah. sit in the living room on, <laughs> on my vibrating massage chair that I have from 1997. And that's and just I a child stuck door. in a chair and you just put leather <laughs> over a boy in town? <laughs> Grip my calves, Brian, or you're never getting out of there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy, John Wayne Glover, was not Australian. 
He was oh. actually British. He grew up in Wolverhampton. That's Wolverhampton. Right. There's been a long history of shipping British criminals to Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. That's where you put them. Now, this also took place in Sydney, so this is yeah. our big city. This is a good big city killer. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. He immigrated to Australia in 56 or 57, first lived in Melbourne, always had big problems with older women in his life. His mother, whoo, hey, did not like his mother, Frida. He resented her because mm. after she left her father, she just kept going from man to man to man to man. So, I mean, well, nothing, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, with a lady having a good time. Yeah. But Mr. Glover did not enjoy that. And uh, the older woman in particular that he had a problem with was his mother-in-law, Essie, who he mm. came into contact with after he married his wife, whose name was... It was gay roles. Gay roles. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because her, her originally it was changed from the uh, Native American uh, Louis Anderson's side meat. Oh, I see. Gary gay roles. Uh, but gay That's roles. Right. But I also do love about Australian ladies. Maybe it just seems maybe they're just more understanding and sweet and kind. I don't maybe, think so. Well, I think no, they're. I don't think that's the. I think they're sweeter because gay roles came out and said afterwards who were the crimes. She's just like she's like you know I still love that. Even though he was a peeping Tom and an arsonist and a thief before I met him, but I thought well, he you know. was not. You're like they're yeah. all fine with them. Every one of these men in Australia yeah. have a criminal history. They all seem to have a wife. I mean, this. I just feel like if you're traveling into another country, trying to become a citizen of that country, the, someone before you become a citizen should, should ask, "Why? What are you doing here?" And then, <laughs> and then if you'd be like, "I'm here to kill all your grandmothers," they say, "Oh, but maybe you want to be doing something different." Uh, say, I'm here to real estate. Okay, come in. Come in. Thank you yes. for at least trying to lie to us. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Jackie Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it. But guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right. Give the moms in your life an aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very, very easily through the app. It's fun to do. And the memories keep cycling and I get emotional. And we filled it with pictures of Carmi and Wendy. And that is not sad. That is celebratory. So you should try it. It's honestly a really good product. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code LEFT at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents' accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. So this guy, he was uh, in a prime position to commit these crimes because all throughout the 80s, he was a volunteer at the Senior Citizen Society. And much like many serial killers, uh, he was considered trustworthy. He was considered mm. friendly and a valued member of the community. And he also worked for 4 and 20 Pie Company. Another <laughs> interesting connection uh, to America. 4 and 20 Meat Pie Company. Meat Pie Company. Different as pie sales entirely. representative. So he would show up yep. to nursing homes and apartment complex- complexes to sell them their grimy meat pies. Right. And he also had a way with old women. Yeah, he was building his fucking toolkit. Yeah. Because believe me, get mm-hmm. charming an old woman takes some time. Because right? so, the first thing you gotta do is get a good fucking grip on her shoulders. Right? Well, that's not too that difficult. Is, that is how you real how you charm an old woman. You grab her by the shoulders and be like, come with me, come with me. You come you know that's and they scary. Just, no, you're, you're, no, it's that's charming. That was charming. No, what you do is you go, come, 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 because it hypnotizes them. Then you put a bag over their head, right? You get them in the back of your car, and then you go through their purse and shit. Yeah. And then you pull them out of the car, and you tell them that they went to the grocery store and hand them an apple. Oh, and it was just very expensive. Yeah, they just didn't know. I usually just ask them, you know, you know, how are your grandkids? The 50s, those sounded like fun. Tell me about them. <laughs> they don't like their grandkids. Grand, don't Grandparents don't care to talk about their grandkids. They all hate their grandkids. They don't like the music they listen to or any of the things they watch on TV. That's what I've learned from grandparents. So they caught one guy. The cops used a string on a gun, put that in a bush, and then this guy just did it with a bunch of meat pies, huh? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. very bizarre. It's simple. It's a luring type of society. It's very easy, yeah. it seems like. So uh, Glover's mother, she moved to Australia in 1976. She died of breast cancer in yeah. 1989 and right after. Like, oh, 76. Yeah. So he had to live with her for 13 more years. He left the entire country of England to get away from her, and she followed him to Australia? Yeah. Also, he used a little bit of sleight of hand. He put the breast cancer in there. <laughs> yeah, he slipped it right in. Put it into a meat pie. Had her eat a whole bunch of it. Yep, and uh, right after she died of breast cancer, just a few months later, that's when the murders I'm began. Out to, to, I want the world to know. Now, there's no proof huh. whatsoever that Glover committed any sort of murder before 1989. But he when was he was at the hush, age of 56. Hush. Yeah, very hush hush. He had been married for 20 years. He had kids. Uh, his wife actually had no knowledge of his. Previous well, events. Very, inclu- very similar to, again, John Wayne Gacy, where he was a man uh, yeah. of many secrets. Mm. Like, he obviously has been hard. J- he, some, there, he must mm. have done something in between all of this. Yes, mm-hmm. I believe that he did. Uh, yeah. And they even said that uh, after the fact. They're like, we can imagine there are other old elderly related crimes that he must have been connected to. Over yeah. at some oh, point. God, too. Yeah, but yeah. at the end of the day, if you kill somebody who's 86, it's so easy for offer. And we know the police officers, if they can get away with doing nothing they will if an 86 year old chick dies they're like well you, you know like you uh, don't you, like that's if a, you we'll dump gasoline all over a 90 year old woman and set her on fire you know how often that's hum- spontaneous human all- combustion <laughs> yeah There's old people you know oh man you want to talk about not just cops fucking up but neighbors fucking up this as well is amazing. we're gonna see this over and over again but let's start with his first victim who did he did not end up murdering 84 year old margaret todd hunter uh she was walking home todd hunter walked up to her punched her in the face stole 209 dollars from the, her purse and then went to the mossman rsl club which the rsl club is the australian version of the vfw oh, the one yeah. thing we'll learn and that is, is his pattern over and over again and I will say, uh, he consistently robs the wealthiest of the grandmothers. 209 bucks. I mean, this is no joke. But 1990? This is, but this is also the Good first money. time. This is the first time. And then a lot of it, he, he would take like six bucks. He would take whatever they had, you know? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that's all you can take. Next up, his first. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's all you got. That's, that's all you it. Can take. But the yeah, strange, but he didn't cut off any of her fingers. You know what I mean? Well, you no one wants to buy old lady fingers. I'm just, fingers. <laughs> I'm just saying you could cut off some of her fingers and go like, "Hey, you want to see something funny?" And then let, let it bunch. hang out your fly. You know, you're like, <laughs> "Oh, so you want what I got? What I got?" You know, mm. it's Australian prank companies have been using old women fingers as fake dicks <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, that is true. I've heard about that practical joke. Weird thing was that he yeah. all, always took the money, but there was one time, I think one of the things that sort of broke the case eventually that they thought they had a serial killer on the hands is that he uh, took the money in one case, but left the woman's diamond ring behind. Yes. Yeah, and what do you want to do with a diamond I ring? I will right? actually say that the police did as good a job as they could have. There yes. were well, problems with the citizenry, but they yeah. were they actually jumped on the idea of him being a serial killer very quick. Yeah. I mean, after the third one. It was after the third one. Yeah. I mean, how many grandmothers just get strangled on a random... I mean, I mean we let BTK go for a long fucking time. Yeah. We let a lot of them go for a long time. They were better than the hot dog squad. Which is <laughs> <laughs> good. We're just not saying that much. Oh, man. So how would Detective Popcorn handle this case? Mm, so many delicious, Colonel. I wish that. Wait a second. What is this gooey brown you got on me? Mmm, Vegemite. Ain't nothing delicious about that. Mmm, I don't like being in Australia. Ain't nothing delicious here. You got peppered flavored cola. <laughs> oh, a disappointed got, detective popcorn. It's uh, man, man, all the way from America. Tuna. Yeah. <laughs> detective popcorn, if you can just tell us one thing about the first victim here, uh, we'll give you some Twizzlers and uh, you can be. Uh, she was old. She looked like a bunch of jerky. Mmm, <laughs> sweet, savory jerky with the teriyaki tang. Mm. Anything else? Maybe Peppercorns some- next to the jerky. Leave it inside the plastic bag. Mm. Mm. Get spicy over time. Can you get him back to America, please? Mm. Yeah, the uh, this detective exchange program is <laughs> not working. So let's get a detective frog muncher back. Can we just have night? <laughs> I'm not sure if either of them are detectives. <laughs> so the first victim, Gwendolyn Mitchell Hill, uh, Glover saw her walking down the street, and Glover was a very opportunistic, random type killer. He'd just see old ladies walking home. He'd follow them home. His weapon. They're everywhere. Choice. They're everywhere. It's <laughs> like they want me to kill them. His weapon of choice was the hammer. Mm. Uh, as she went to open her door, he hit her with a hammer on the back of the head, and then just kept hitting her in the head over and over That's again, what you do. and then started striking the body. Breaking a whole bunch of ribs, took a hundred dollars from her purse, and she was found alive by two schoolboys. Uh, but of, hey, unfortunately, hey, you want help? <laughs> you want help? And they're like, "No way, yep. old lady!" And they just skateboard around her and over and over again, like they're fucking Bart Simpson. grinding on her and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was 1989. The Simpsons yeah. were getting pretty big. <laughs> kind of a cool time. Yeah, she died pretty much as soon as the police and ambulance arrived. But there was no forensic evidence for good-intentioned neighbors who thought that she had merely fallen, Fell down. ignoring the multiple head wounds and broken ribs. Wash down the crime scene. Absolutely, Always washing it down. Say, oh no, somebody, someone dropped some jelly over here. I hope nobody's picnic was ruined. I better go get the, over there to the, wash the jelly, wash the jelly. <laughs> Just wasn't oh, a lot to do. There's a bit of China plate in this jelly. I wonder why someone must have dropped their breakfast dish. <laughs> Not a lot to do in Australia. So you, you see an opportunity to clean something up, you take it. Yeah. <laughs> excited. Next victim, Lady Winfreda Ashton. Interesting name. Yeah. A lot of interesting names. Very interesting names. Uh, Glover followed her home, attacked her with his hammer. He said that she actually almost overpowered him. <laughs> Until he fell on top of her, grabbed her by the hair, and started hitting her head on the pavement over and over and over again. And this is when he starts uh, his signature, takes off the pantyhose, wraps him around her neck, and strangles her so hard that the pantyhose actually cut the skin. Yeah. Now, there's no way that people in the neighborhood looked at her and thought that was a possible... um, 
accidental death. This no, one they did. They 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 thought this is probably a serial killer. They yeah, thought it was yeah, a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah, yeah. good. Except yeah, yeah. for the one detective, it's like, well, maybe she was putting on a skull. That was <laughs> the other <laughs> thing. Slipped on a banana peel, and it's like, get out of here, detective mm. Rumpelstiltskin. Mm. Don't call me by my name. <laughs> uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, and this is also when he begins staging bodies. And this, I think, this does point towards him possibly committing murders before these, because this is only his second murder, and he's already escalated to the point where he's got a signature and he's staging bodies in a certain way. He yeah. was also ready to go. Yeah. Like he's been thinking about this crime for a long time, oh, and decades. that's what they said too, is the way that, that he lay, he left the pantyhose like on her, like tied up, and then put her shoes nicely together and put her cane next to yeah. her shoes yeah. and all stuff. It's very... Uh, well, you know, we find out Just he was a an nice old man. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he took $100 out of her purse, again headed so he, to the Mossman RSL yeah. to get drunk at the VFW again. And then when he heard sirens going by, he said, boy, I hope that's not another mugging gun wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just like Ed Gein, like when uh, really when is. Mary Hogan went, went missing. Yeah. And, he, and they're like, man, what happened to Mary, Mary Hogan? He's like, I got her back at my place. <laughs> She's just hanging out. They're like, oh, you know, Ed, you're such a card, Ed. Come the see her. <laughs> come over and look at her. Oh, that joke I'm is so... i lonely. <laughs> if they're not a comedian uh, and they keep on making jokes about how they have a body or maybe they know something or something that somebody shouldn't know about a crime, they're the killer. But the problem is also, what if they should be getting into comedy? And this is yeah. the first time they're breaking through and be like, That's hey, maybe bit. I can make everybody laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're taking your advice, Henry. Yeah. Time to make him laugh. Make, make him, him laugh. laugh. And I'm sure he did very well in that VFW hall. I'm People sure he laughed was, and they were. I'm sure he was great. Yeah. It's at this time that Glover, after the three murders, he takes a break from murdering but again, for a while. They washed down the crime scene. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This was in a bin area where yeah. they call it a bin, which is a garbage oh, can. Mm. And they walk you there was she was left behind these this garbage cans in this apartment complex and they didn't get to that part of it. The outside was washed, mm -hmm. which was a problem, but the you just these mates are on it. <laughs> They're on it. It's very clean the city. So he takes a break from murder for a while to really focus on his sexual assault in nursing homes game. Oh, uh, of course. But that's you, like Michael Jordan getting into the fadeaway when he can't jump from the free throw line anymore. <laughs> yeah, or going into baseball after he got a little bit bored with that game of basketball. <laughs> that's right. In uh, June 1989, he molested 77-year-old Marjorie Mosley. Uh, the victim said uh, that a man had put his hand under her nightgown, but of course she couldn't remember what he looked like. Mm. I a man kind—I believe it was a man. He looked as if he was a big candy corn. Have you seen the candy corn? Yeah. And he shot a, a tentacle of seaweed out a from a tentacled the, candy corn. And put and his it fingers came up, up, yeah. up, into, up into my into my magugi, which is Australian for vagina. Well, we're also Australian, so you don't need to tell us that. Yeah. Magugi. Yeah. <laughs> Someone get her some lunch. <laughs> Oh, I'd like lunch. Yeah, I'm sure you would. <laughs> a couple weeks later, he went to a different nursing home, uh, lifted the dress of an elderly patient, and fondled her buttocks. I mean, See, if I was say. an old lady, I'd be like, keep them coming, boys. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, but he he would not enjoy you. You then, want it too bad. He immediately went to Did the they next ever room. Think about tying a string to a to an elderly <laughs> lady and putting her in a bush. They tried to do it, but the problem is, is that every time they tie their string to the old lady, she was like, "Oh, what a lovely sash." <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. Oh, now I can go to the to the Florence Henderson dancing style. <laughs> mm. So right after this, he immediately goes to the next room, fondles the breasts of another old lady. She cries out, and Glover, they don't catch him red-handed, but so they was, catch him just, in the area. He was just tuning her grockies, right? Yeah, like yeah, playing yeah, with her grockies like yeah, they yeah, were yeah. radio? Yeah. Uh, they question him, and they're just like, ah, get out of here. John, you're great. <laughs> you just get, get out. Because he was well-known in a bunch of these retirement communities yeah, as being I the think pie man. for years. You're the pie man. I mean, and so if you're really elderly... It's sort of like uh, True Detective, the man with the scars on his face. The Pie Man. Oh, the Pie Man? The Pie Man The came. Pie Man did that? Yeah. The he Pie was, Man? He had blueberries in his shoes and he... <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. and then he was, so he was made of pie. He was a big old pie. And he so came, a pie molested you? And he caved me and 
Oh, I guess. <laughs> Get her some lunch. Oh, I'd like lunch. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Uh, he waits a few months. He waits until October from June when he sexually assaults a blind woman uh, at the That's Wibinia the worst nursing one, home. By the I way. don't know. The ne- uh, yeah, I think the blind woman or the next one is pretty bad. It's like yeah. he lived out the uh, music video to Lionel Richie's Hello. <laughs> <laughs> The next one's pretty bad because he attacked 86-year-old widow Doris Cox, ramming her face into a brick wall. She descri- she survived the assault, yeah. but the reason why she couldn't really give any descriptions is because she had severe dementia. Yeah, and she was talking about like Roger Rabbit was coming over there, and he was you know he told her that there was diamonds in her face, you know, and like that's a problem. Yeah. If you're gonna get molested, I guess you might as well have dementia. You know, during it, if I'm gonna have to get like violently assaulted, <laughs> do it when I don't even do it when I think that everything was 1992. I just and, can't wait. To I s- think Bill Clinton's got a chance to be elected. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then you can just punch me a whole bunch of times. I, don't I just care. can't wait to. I have dementia because then I'll just be like, yeah, rub it till it's big, Wendy. <laughs> oh, this woman. Uh, she said the woman with dementia. The best she could do, as far as the description goes, she said it was possibly a teenager or a skateboarder. Oh. Uh, always blaming the skateboard. Oh, Always. They're always making a racket with their skateboards, and to someone with dementia, they're very loud. Yeah. That's yeah. how old this woman was. I mean, do we, have we said how old this guy is? Uh, yet? She was eighty-six, and he is—he's uh, in his fifty-six. In a, that's he's how 56. old she was. That she was—he's a young man, below seventy. <laughs> was just like he's a skateboarder. He's a teenage skateboarder. He's like I'm sixty-three years old. And once again, the scene of the crime was washed down by neighbors before investigation. Got to clean it up because got you know to. you got to be keeping appearances and again. Again, people are also just, there was a jelly ration on because all of the jelly factories had mm. fires for many years. I heard about that. And so they had to save as much jelly as they could. Oh, yeah, absolutely. God knows when the jelly burned. It's a great Night Australian jelly burned down where the jelly was burning. Sad. Sad. Great time for odor. Great song. Though. Good song, Great. though. Good and beautiful song. smells. Yeah, oh, good time the, for music and good time for aroma. Yeah, yeah it's from the Australian group, The Band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his next his next encounter does not end in a murder. This one's kind of weird. He uh, goes, this one ends in love. It, well, you know, he re, he approaches uh, Dorothy Binky. Uh, she's uh, weird, uh, 78. Weird uh, he engaged her in conversation, offered to carry her groceries home for her. She invited him in for a cup of tea. Uh, he declined the tea, said, you know what? I got to get out of here. I hate tea. I hate it. <laughs> well, I think it was because she offered him the tea that he did not kill her because he walked outside and immediately murdered Margaret Pahood. Ah, uh, well, they always said that about Margaret, never offering tea. <laughs> always offer tea. <laughs> yeah. Always offer tea. Tea. That's what we've learned from this episode. If anybody comes mm-hmm. in your house to kill you, offer some tea. Offer tea. Sometimes they won't kill you. Well, depending on the culture, though, in America, offer a Coca-Cola or a cup of coffee. No, you want a butt heavy. Hey, you want a butt heavy there, or my friend? a butt friend? heavy, yeah. <laughs> so he beats her in the head with a blunt instrument. She collapses. He hits her again. He arranges, once again, arranges the clothes, the shoes, and the walking mm. stick. Uh, nobody saw the attack, but a few minutes later, young schoolgirl, who she said uh, looked like a, just a pie pile of clothes dumped in the uh, dumped on the street but isn't uh, that how they see all elderly women <laughs> in Australia just a pile of clothes with a cane and neighbors Yet again, oh, wash down the crime scene. Better make sure nobody. Oh, look! Someone spilled some dye. I, I mean, I know for a fact it's blood. Yeah, yeah. but we have to just <laughs> looks clean like it. it's another everybody person. Clean it. Yeah. yeah. So what did they do? I, I'd imagine they'd have to drag either they either drag the body out of the way and then washed it down, or they just washed it down around her. I imagine they just yeah. washed it down around her. Ugh. I, just, I mean, washed it down be. so they, they just fucking like put their thumb on the hose yeah. and yeah. it sprayed all That's around. All she, had to have get, she had to have get gotten damp at the very least. No, They're just as guilty as he was. It is not dissimilar, dissimilar to Queens, New York. You know, it's like it's oh very yeah, I mean, everyone's always watering their sidewalk. Yeah, um, but also, like, to, what's what's interesting is the. Um, 
police force at this time were frantically working to put together this yeah. case. Yeah, but everyone kept on erasing the crime scene. Yes, but they were doing everything. So what they did was they found one stray fingerprint. So they basically went through the entire town and got everyone to come and put their fingerprints in to like, yeah. and of course well, they into didn't find Well, a machine that cut off everybody's finger. And <laughs> yeah. then they looked at all the fingers, but then they're like, I don't remember who finger, whose Finks finger this was. was. We've got a label. Oh, these, Simon. oh man. <laughs> oh. Next victim was Olive Cleveland. Uh, she, they thought that it was a heavy fall, but the crime scene was again washed down. Uh, next up was uh. Muriel Falconer. Uh, she was uh, 93 cool. years old. Yeah, Both that, of these I mean, sound like kind of like stripper names. Olive Cleveland and Muriel Falconer. <laughs> oh, back in the day, you have no idea how pretty they were and what they were up to. Uh, Muriel Falconer. Finally, they had a scene that she was, was 93? undisturbed. She was 93. 93 yeah, they had uh, the scene where they found the fingerprint. They found uh, bloody shoe Shooting. prints. And a neighbor finally saw a suspect. She described him as middle-aged, gray-haired, and portly. Uh, yeah, this is a, it wasn't but, a teenager on a skateboard. It was not killing But also the in the first victim, there were several gray hairs that were found on her yeah. glove. Mm -hmm. But she, they were like, we don't know if she's just tugging on her own ass. I yeah. mean, she was well, getting right. That was the craziest thing about it. The only thing that they had, the, the only thing that hair was useful for back then was just to see what color somebody's hair, hair was. was. But there's just like such a... But then all but I do that, like is... On, in the doc I watched, they described instead of saying instead of saying portly, they described looking like a doctor. And my huh. question is, is that is that an Australian thing that all doctors are fat? I'm no, asking our successful. listeners if they do you yeah. believe when you get uh, when someone says, "Oh, he's a doctor," do you imagine a fat man? I I'm not going to a doctor who's skinny. I hate a skinny doctor. Absolutely. Why? I like a well, big, fat, chain-smoking doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Who's looking at me outside of a fucking parking lot of a Burger King. That's why I only go to colonial-themed hospitals. <laughs> You've got rickets. Mm, thank you for so telling good. me. So the cops aren't on Glover just yet for the murders, but they are on him for the sexual assaults. He starts mm. hearing that the cops are asking questions about him. So the cops go to Glover's door, say, hey, we want to talk to this guy. He's a person of interest. And his wife informs him that he has attempted suicide by overdose. The cops go to see Glover, and uh, the staff had the police a suicide note that was written by him uh, that was written on 4 and 20 Pies business paper. And it had a bunch of weird... Like these weird fucking sayings that just said, no more grannies. Grannies. Essie made me do it. Essie started it. Yeah. Like, right. Essie was his mother-in-law. Don't use the company stationery to express your hatred of grannies. Yeah, I mean, that's a problem is that that four and 20 pies company is going to have to do some pretty serious Twitter oh, apologies after this. <laughs> oh, indeed. Yeah. That really hurt the meat pie business. Hashtag we love grannies. <laughs> we love grannies, Gil. We love grannies. We're not trying to kill the grannies. We just want them to eat their pies. <laughs> yes. You know? Now celebrity apologist Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. And they also, they took a photo of Glover in the hospital as well. And amazingly enough, even it, though girl. there were 70 people on the task force trying to find the granny killer, and there were grannies explicitly mentioned in this suicide note with by this guy that was connected with sexual assaults in nursing homes, it took them two weeks to pass that note on to investigate. But also the problem was, too, yeah. is that it was all circumstantial evidence. So it's like they, what they were saying, Yeah, too, they had no evidence. They had no yeah. evidence, and they just knew that the first cluster, basically they were noticing the crimes were happening in a circle. Like they were first cluster all around this one yeah, area of town. One. And then what they basically, they had to tail him. They were basically, once this came out, they yeah. had to tail him, so they started following him. And they're like, oh, he works for this pie company. Oh, he's going to all the fucking buildings where all the grandmas live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this guy should have been caught a long time ago. Yeah, and yes. he knew that he was being followed, too. He'd drive the wrong way down one-way streets. He'd circle blocks multiple times, a lot like Gacy, you know, yes. trying to get rid of his tail. Uh, but, you know, the tail really didn't do a hell of a whole lot of fucking good because on March 19th, 1990, uh, Glover had his last victim, Joan Sinclair. She was a 60-year-old divorcee. At this point, uh, Sinclair, I mean, uh, Glover, he was on constant surveillance. He showed up at Sinclair's house at 10 a.m. Should we arrest him now? No, let's see. No, wait, no, wait no, see if he kills him. Literally, yeah. their plan yeah. was, yeah. they were like, we we're going to let him, we're going to watch him stalk a victim. We're going to watch him select a victim. We're going to watch him groom a victim. And then we're going to try and stop him right, right before, before he commits the crime. And that is, that is their, that was their strategy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they wait and uh, it's not good cops. No. no, bad cops. It's 10 a.m. By 1 p.m. There's no sign of movement. They became concerned 
at 5 p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yes. got finally got po- uh, permission to enter the house at 6 p.m. So they knocked on the front door. Their uh, entire excuse is like, we're going to go check on barking dogs. Mm. Uh, and there's no <laughs> answer. And, of course, they look into the uh, look in the window and they see a hammer lying in a pool of dried blood because he killed her so long ago, so long ago that the blood dried. Oh, and so they go inside and they find Sinclair's. Where is he? Where is he? Where are you? Where are you? Uh, They found her battered head wrapped in a bundle of blood-soaked towels. She was naked from the waist down. Her pantyhose was tied around her neck. Her genitals were damaged. Uh, But Glover Glover said that he didn't rape her because supposedly Glover was impotent. But the reason why he was using a pantyhose was just to kill him. Yeah, yeah, just to kill him. And he also said that he to throw them off the trail a little bit. Yeah. Because like, he, he knew that that would kind of put him in a different direction. It's one of the things that was uh, that completely threw out his insanity defense. Was it the difference between yeah. like serial killers when they were first kind of popping up in the 60s and 70s, and now this is a later serial killer. So these serial killers, as they go, have more knowledge over yeah. what police look for when they're looking for serial killers. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, the insanity defense... He was definitely crazy. Meat pie guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he just hated... Cause that's personality the, disorder. Yes, yeah, personality yeah. disorder. Uh, so they search the house uh, for Glover, and they find him in the bathtub with his wrist slashed. Yes. Unconscious, but mm. they were able to save him. Yeah. The only person they were able to save, huh? <laughs> that's nice. And he said that he murdered uh, Sinclair and said that they'd actually been having a relationship so that's what I was for thinking. quite a while. Because she was 60, he was 56. That isn't out of the realm of uh, possibility there. No, not at all. Like, I mean, yeah, they were very close in age. Uh, so, yep, that was, his, uh, that was his last victim. He rolled the body up into a mat, wrapped four towels around her head, dragged her body across the room, ran the bath, swallowed a handful of Valium, slashed his left wrist, lay in the tub to die. The cops go in, they find him, they arrest him, and the trial began. Now, that's what I find interesting, too, is that he, again, confessed to everything. Yeah. And he just- Possibly. Oh, yes. It's possible that he did not confess to everything because the last visitor that he had... In prison, he handed him this weird cryptic note that had a sketch of a park. There were two pine trees, and in the middle of the right pine tree, the number nine had been written. Number nine. Number, number nine, nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number, so it's yeah. said that it's either the total number of murders that he actually did, although he was only convicted for six, or it could also be the number of unsolved murders committed by Glover. Or it could just be like if you turn it upside down as a six, and then you turn it the other way, it's a nine, and it's like a sexual funny little joke. He's like, that's yeah. not a number at all. I just did a weird little, it's kind of like a tree mm. formation. I, oh, I, you're I, just a bad artist. I'm, I just try to draw. I believe the Myself. <laughs> the grandma killer, meat pie deliverer, was probably a bad artist. Yeah. It, another one of his defenses during his trial uh, was that he had a big problem with slot machines. Yeah. And that oh. he was just trying to steal money to get uh, money for slots. But he went down to the VFW every time. Well, they got slots to the VS- VFW. Oh. Um, that's also, he is a politician again, like John Wayne Gacy. That actually makes sense. Who likes to play slot machines? Elderly women. Who was always at the VFW? Elderly women playing the slot machine he wanted to play with the money that they had. But then he said, the, but, he's, but and then in one of his last confessions, he's like, if you notice, every one of these old ladies looks like my mother-in-law. <laughs> and that is the truth. That he said, he like, literally, he's like, they wow. look like their mother-in-law. Can you imagine? Well, they all start it's, to look the same at some point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, aren't they all just kind of turned into sort of Abe Vigodas out there? Why are we uh, <laughs> distinguishing? Yeah. Uh, everyone, ever, as soon as you get old, everyone just looks the same. We're going to look the same. Yeah. Everyone. Oh, yeah. I'll always be taller, but I'll be hunchbacked by then. Yeah, yeah you'll yeah. be bowed over, and I'll be wearing my exoskeleton because of my many riches. And I'll be, I'll <laughs> oh, stand yeah? six foot seven, and I'll be jumping over buildings. I'll and I'll be kill you before all up. that happens. Oh, <laughs> let me live yeah. my future. <laughs> no, you don't get one. I'll be in my cabin on the hill by then. <laughs> well, y'all can come visit me anytime you want. You can be circular? Yeah. Hey, can we go? <laughs> hey. Hey, old Henry, can we go see old Marcus at the cabin on the hill? Sure thing, th- Ben. We'll use my rocket chain. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all want some beer? <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> you will use my rocket chain. Uh, all right. See y'all later. Oh, my goodness. I feel like we, we didn't even get to Snowtown. No, yeah, we don't have we'll time have to, to get to an, uh, Snowtown. Um, yeah, yeah. God but Snowtown, it's the most, it's the most well-known yeah. one. You, got, you guys know, so you've seen the Snowtown murders. You've seen the movie. Uh, and it's... 
You know, it's it an Snowton? interesting case. Yeah, Snowton. It was like Downton Abbey? Yeah, no, like because if it was called Snowtown, it would be in the Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas. <laughs> Snowtown murder sounds better to me. But yeah, it's whatever. The Snowton Madness. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's, it's not great. So we'll cover the uh, Snowton murders. Maybe we could even put it into a sort of thing of, um, uh, you know, homosexual family murders. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a whole series on homosexual family murders. Yeah, we, I mean, Watch we could, it together with your family, of course. I mean, there are, there's definitely, there's a, remember the family? Uh, the family was said oh, to sure. be, yeah, the family yeah. murdered homosexual yeah. boys. We could do a whole episode on people murdering homosexuals, but that could also be a two-part. It seems that's yeah. intense. That's yeah. a really, that's a really sad and We'd have to episode. do Hitler on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be... Well, it's just a one-parter, yeah, right? Hiller yeah. will be covered in our gypsy killing episode. Um, so, yeah, please uh, tell us where we were right and wrong about Australian facts. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, where, where we were right. It definitely Mostly. where we were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's right. And that's Marcus Parks on Twitter. I'm Ben Kissel on Twitter. That's Henry Loves You on Twitter. Um, thank and you, Australia, yep. for everything that you've given. Yeah. Um, I love Australia. Beautiful women. Nice. Ha- hard... Hard men, crooked teeth. Yeah, teeth smiles like ceiling fans. <laughs> they make up for it though with their big chiseled chests and biceps and uh, their overall ability to hold you down. <laughs> and don't forget, good. We, don't forget we have uh, our live show every month here at the Creek in the Cave. It's the fourth Saturday of uh, every single month. Starts at 10 p.m. 1093 Jackson Avenue in Queens, off of the G and the Seven Train. But be sure to check to make sure that the Seven Train's running that weekend. Because if it's not running, you're fucked, buddy. No, yeah, then you just oh. take the E train. You take the E train. Yeah, yeah, you take the E-Train. And uh, next week, unfortunately, we're taking next week off. Uh, I'm going on vacation. Henry's going to Wisconsin. Yes, so, uh, yes, we'll be in Wisconsin, Sheboygan, having a good time. Um, And uh, so next week, if you're missing the episode, just roll up a fucking salami log, a fucking full of sweet, sweet oregano, and fucking pipe it down your throat and uh, go to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep for an hour. Go to sleep or just find something else to do. Yeah, I'll just a- be here in New York alone, so come and visit me. You won't be alone. I'm always alone, Marcus, because that's the way I like to be. <laughs> He's um, like a cactus. Oh. He's covered in points on the outside, but all mushy in the middle because of his fucking guts and his blood. <laughs> Thank you. I have them. Hail Satan. Hail yourselves. Hail Gene. Hail me! Um, yeah, you got it. Yeah, me! Megastellations. Eh. And I enjoy yourself. There's some shrimps on the bubble. Oh, and, right, go, and do this iTunes thing. Yeah, Both yeah, yeah. Go to iTunes and leave a review. I'm sick of these shows. There are certain shows that are just terrible, and they're currently above us. Yeah. So yeah. we can't have that happen. No, no, and I am infuriated. Yes. I am mildly annoyed. I'm mildly annoyed Marcus Parks has no, no way for Marcus to live. So <laughs> help him out, would you? Goodbye. Imagine you just got home from work, dinner is ready, wine is chilled, and your man has offered you 15 minutes of heaven in the form of a foot massage. And then he says, your tanning session is now complete. What just happened? You found your escape at Palm Beach Tan. Break from the chaos at a Palm Beach Tan near you and leave rejuvenated. Take time for yourself at Palm Beach Tan and take that feeling with you wherever you go. Get up to $25 off your first month featuring Australian gold. Perfect man, not included. Legend has it, underneath the NJM Insurance offices lies a room of rejected mascot memorabilia. Is it real? No one knows. But we do know NJM is proud to put policyholders first. No jingles or mascots, just great insurance. NJM.